առանձնաշահություն եմ ես համար որ խնդրենք մեր եղբա ջորջից այսօրվա պատկամակից I apologize to him I chose the wrong wrong Sunday for him last Sunday there were a lot of people here but this Sunday not many people to hear Ներողություն ենք խնդրում մեր եղբորից որովհետև մեր թիվը շատ քիչ է այս շաբաթ անցյալ կիրակի լեցուն էինք բայց բայց եթե իր պատկամը ազդեցիկ լինի թե գուզմիան մեկ հոգու համար դա մեծ արժեք ունի Good evening everybody. Bariereko bolorit. Yes, we never know quite what God's going to do. Menka yerpek vstav chenki manmer astvats inchpes e gortselu. He lets us in on as much of his plan as we need to know. Inchkan vor petk unenk ish zragirneris na mes arachavor tsuits e talis. And I agree with Charles if there was one person I'd been asked to preach I would be here. Ես համաձայն եմ Չարզի հետ եթե մենակ մեկ հոգի լիներ այստեղ ես նորենք գայմ եւ իմ պաշտամս կտայեմ You never know what God's going to do Մենք երբեք չենք իմանում որ Աստված ինչպես է գործելու I had a friend who was one of the leading teachers in the Elim movement the Elim Pentecostal church Ջորջը մի ընկեր ուներ որ նա առաջնակարգ ուսուցիչներից մեկն էր Elim Pentecostal գործունեության մեջ Uh, before I was discipled by brother Seth I was discipled by that man. Եվ նախքան որ եղբայր Սեթը լիներ Ջորջի ուսուցիչը այդ անձնավորությունը իր ուսուցիչն էր. And he was an excellent preacher. Շատ լավ քարոզիչ էր. But he told me one day he realized that his motives for preaching were not what they should be. Կիսվեց Ջորջի հետ որ մեկ անգամ նա անդրադարձա որ իր շարժանիշը քարոզելու համար այն չեր որ պետք է լիներ He thought he was just preaching he said to himself I'm only preaching because uh, I want to people say how well I preach Նա կիսվեց Ջորջի հետ ասելով որ եկ քարոզում էր որ մարդի գային իրեն ասին ինչ լավ քարոզեցիր And he felt so guilty about that that he was not going to preach the particular night at yeah. that meeting he was meant to be preaching at. Եվ այդ պատճառով անանք խղճի խայթը զգացնա որ որոշեց այդ գիշեր որ պետք է քարոզեր, չքարոզեր որտեվ իր շարժարիթը սխալ էր։ And he was in turmoil. Եվ տակնապի մեջ էր նա։ But then he heard God speak to him say God said I can still use you even if your motives are wrong. Բայց լսեց Աստուզայնը որ իր հետ խոսեց ասելով որ չնայած որ քո շարժարիթը սխալ է ես նորից կարող եմ քեզ գործադրել Ուզում եմ որ դու քարոզես այս գիշեր So he did Քարոզեց նա And the worship that night was particularly lively Այդ գիշերվա փառաբանությունը շատ հաջող էր And a man who was walking just past the church where my friend was preaching was on his way down to the railway sidings to commit suicide. Եվ մի անձնավորություն եկեղեցի մուտքի արչևից քայլում էր աշտարը դեպի երկաթողու կայարանը, որպեսի անձնասպանություն գործեր։ And because he was feeling so miserable, շատ տխուր եւ դժբախտեր զգում իրեն, he uh, was encouraged by this lovely cheerful singing. Փառաբանության ձայները որ լսում եք, մի քիչ ոգևորվում է նա։ And he went into the church. Մտնում է եկեղեցի and he joined in the singing and then he sat and stayed for the message. Մասնակցում է փառաբանության հետ եւ նրանից հետո էլ մնում է ժողով լսելու։ 
and there was something in the message that convinced him that Jesus was real and he gave his life to Christ. Եվ պատկամի մեջ մի բան կարժ, որ այս մարդը համոզվում է, որ իսկապես Հիսուսը իրական է։ Եվ այդ գիշեր կյանքը նվիրում է Հիսուսին։ And one of the things I've always tried to do in my life as a result of that is if I'm asked to preach, I as much as possible like to say yes and turn up. Եվ այս բաները իմանալուց, եթե մեկ ինձ մոտենում է եւ խնդրում է ես կարոզեմ, երբեք չեմ ուզում դա մերժել։ And uh, I've discovered one thing about preaching which uh, uh, affects one as one grows older. Մի բան անդրադարձել եմ ես քարոզելու մասին, մասնավորաբար երբ որ մարդ տարիք ավելի վերև է աշտում։ And that is that you forget things. Հետեւյալն է որ դու երբեմն մոռացկան ես լինում։ So for the, about the first time for about 30 years I've actually written out my whole sermon today. Ուրեմսա առաջին անգամ է 30 տարվա ընթացքում որ բար արբար ես իմ քարոզս գրել եմ։ And I uh, does anybody here who's not English speaking does everyone have their own bible or not? Ամեն մարդ սուրբ կիրք վերած է իրեն հետ? No. No, nobody. No. Uh, so do, should we read I was going to just read it in Armenian or shall I uh, I will translate it's, it's quite a passage yeah that's quite right a okay passage. okay it's, do it in sections and I'll translate okay. it Okay and before we do that, I'd just like to pray. Father, it's good. We don't have to invite you to join us. We thank you that you've invited us to be here. Thank you that every person who's here is here because you want us here. Father, we thank you that, uh, Lord, you teach us, help us to receive your word, open our hearts to the truth that you uh, teach us through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. So read this, Hilda, okay? Mm -hmm. We have much to say, but it is hard to explain because you're slow to learn. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. Իրականության մեջ ինչև հիմա դուք ամեն մեկը պետք է ուսուցիչներ լինեք, բայց դեռ դուք պետք ունեք որ մեկը ձեզ դասավանդի։ You need milk, not solid food. Դեռ կաթի կարիք ունեք ոչ թե կերակուր։ Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Այն որ դեռ նորածինի նման կաթի պետք ունի, դեռ աշտարության դասավանդությունը սովորաշ չէ։ But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And now we go straight into chapter 6. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death. Թողնենք մեկ կողմ դնենք մանկական դասավանդություններ եւ հասուն բաների հետևից երթանք։ And not laying the foundation of faith in God. Եվ հավատքի արմատներ դնենք աստծու մեջ։ Or instructions about baptisms. 
The laying on of hands. The resurrection of the dead. And eternal judgment. And God permitting, we will do so. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, to, if they fall away, to be brought back to repentance. Because to their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Actually, I'll, I'll stop, stop there. <coughs> now, uh, last week when we were here, uh, Brother Webber was talking about knowing God, and that was in our songs last week, and it, it touched me that that's something that God wants me to do this particular year. And how do we come to know God? Well, contrary to some people, there are loads of ways that you can come to know God. The scriptures tell us that we can understand God better if we look at his creation. It tells us about the creator. And in terms of every, any, many people's conversion, it's largely to do with friends who lead them to a church or to and eventually to Christ. I think most of you know that uh, by far the most people become Christians in this country when someone actually invites someone to church or to a crusade. But one of the most available means of knowing God is to study the Bible, God's Word. And people have problems sometimes when they're reading Scripture because they don't understand it. The uh, Ethiopian eunuch, as he was traveling back to Africa, had Philip next to him, and he asked him to explain was what was in the scriptures. And sometimes we need people to help us understand God's word. But we need to get to the point where our main way of communicating with God is by praying to him and thanking him and listening to him and reading his word. 
բայց նմանապես պետք ունենք հասնել անմակարտակին, որ մենք նրան արդեն ճանաչում ենք եւ ուզում ենք աղոթենք եւ փափագում ենք կարդալ իր խոսքը։ And in this passage there are several things which raise all sorts of question marks. Եվ այս մասը որ մենք կարդացիմ սուրբ Գիրքից որոշ հարսական նշաններ են բերում մեր համար։ Josh my son who is playing the drums uh, actually enjoys the ministry of a church called the Bethel Church in California. Ջորջը իր տղան ճաշուան որ թմբուկն էր նվագում մեր համար նա մասնակից է մի եկեղեցու հետ որ գտնվում է քալիֆորնիայի մեջ young old people like me and Charles who would go to that sort of thing. Masnavara Barsa yestasartneri hamare bats aveli mezernel karogen masnaktsen aintegh. And uh, one of the preachers there a guy called Bill Johnson uh, was teaching about how God is good. Այդ եկեղեցու քարոզիչներից մեկը Bill Johnson անունովնա քարոզում էր ասելու որ ինչպես է որ աստված բարի է and he was saying that if we are convinced of god's goodness we will not see suffering like sickness coming from god եթե մենք վստահություն ունենք որ աստված բարի է չենք ասի որ մեր տանջանքները եւ հիվանդությունները աստված է մեզ տվել although god does allow sickness չնայած որ աստված թույլ է տալիս հիվանդություն մեր կյանքերի մեջ and he definitely uses suffering of some kind եւ վստահաբար տարապանքներ էլ բերում է մեր կյանքի մեջ եւ նրանցից օգտագործում է նա he allows that suffering but we need to know that his best plan is that we're not sick նա թույլ է տալիս այդ չարչարանքների եւ տարապանքների կյանքի մեջ բայց նրա ամենակարևոր ծրագիրը այն է որ մենք առողջ լինենք and if we're sure god is good we're more easily be able to lay hold of the healing that is in jesus եւ եթե մենք վստահ լինենք որ աստված բարի է ավելի հեշտությամբ կարող ենք նրա բժշկությունը հիսուսի մեջ ձեռք բերել now i can see some people starting to nod off that's always a sign for me i'm speaking too long so uh, i'm going to wake you up a bit now կարծես ես ինձ մեխանիզմը քնացել են ուրեմն ջորջ ուզում է որ արթնանակ how many people have read the bible this week every single day ձեզնից քանի հոգի այս շաբաթ ամեն օր սուրբ գիրքը կարդացել են i'm not doing it to shame you i'm just doing it out of interest չեմ ուզում ամանչացնել ձեզ բայց հետաքրքրված եմ իմանալու ձեզնից քանի հոգի ամեն օր սուրբ գիրք այս բարձացրեք որ տեսնի քանի ձեզ բարձացու որ երևա i would think in a church like this it will happen uh, and the larger part i would hope do that so please could you put your hands up if you've read you can honestly say you've read the bible personally every day this week ձեզնից հետ բարձրացեք եթե անձամբ սուրբ գիրքը ամեն օր այս շաբաթ կարդացել եք right now Chors, thank you okay. put your hands down for those that want to know that i only saw three hands go up Chors, some people may be some people may be shy and some may not like that sort of question so i appreciate that մենակ 3-4 ձեռք տեսամ որ վերև գնացուց է ձեզնից մեխանիզմը ամանչում եք but so often we hear christians say it's not the amount of time given to pray and reading prayer and reading the bible that matters բայց հաճախ ես լսում եմ քրիստոնյաներ ասում են որ ինչքան ժամանակ ենք տալիս դա կարևոր չի ինչքան երկար են կարդում դա չի կարևորը that's to me like saying to someone 
It doesn't matter if you only eat for two minutes a day. And I think most of us would agree that we need to spend a little bit longer than two minutes eating. Well, I certainly do, and I certainly enjoy my food, uh, and I find it, would find it very difficult to do in two minutes. And there is no rule in the Christian life that you have to read the Bible and pray for half an hour or whatever every day. But we'd be greatly benefited by the Lord if we did spend as much as half an hour in prayer and Bible study a day. When I was younger, I used to chase after all sorts of preachers and have particular favorites who I would listen to. And I'm not saying Bible notes are a terrible thing. But I used to pay a lot of attention to Bible notes that I used to help me study. Brother Seth, the father of Sam Yagnazar and others that we know, one of the, the head of the Yagnazar family, encouraged me to make direct communication with God through the Word, through the Bible, without notes. And I have to say, for the first part of that, I used to resent it slightly that I couldn't use my Bible notes. But I found that I could have a much closer relationship with God by allowing him to direct me how to read scripture. There's no sin in using Bible notes. But believe me, if you get to the point where you can read the Bible as a personal love message from God and that the Holy, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth, as he says he will, there is a huge blessing in that. Now, as you're about to think the message is to come to an end, I'm just about to start on my first point. I'm not really here to talk about the dedicated reading of Bible, so... If you've been feeling guilty, you can put that all behind you now. But just on a practical note, if you don't read at all, even two or three minutes to start with is the way to start. When I was a young Christian, I would start with very small amounts, and I would find even ten verses, a lot to read. Uh, 
But I'm really here to talk about some of the points made in the, the Bible passage we read. Now, when Paul preached to the Bereans, that's in the place of Berea in the Middle East, as recorded in Acts chapter 17, verses 10 to 12. And and, uh, Paul, uh, as recorded by Luke, said that they were of noble character and they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Actually, I find it quite difficult to behave myself at this point. Because um, I'd like to say something which is uh, quite challenging, I think. And that is to check every single person, Christian speaker according to the word of God. And then you will know for yourselves what the truth really is if you read the scriptures open and honestly and look at what God's really saying through the through the word of God. Now, when we come to, I'm going to go to the last bit we looked at there in the passage, which started by saying, it is impossible for those who've once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, that if they fall away, to be brought back to repentance. And it it produces the question, can we lose our salvation? Now, depending on which church background or teaching you've had, you'll probably, some of you will say yes, some will say no. And there are two although there are many other explanations, there are two main explanations about this verse. And one is that if we're truly born again, it's impossible to fall away. But maybe so. The other position is that while God restores those that backslide, there is no way back for those who are apostates. 
եթե նրանք հավատքի մեջ տկար են եղել աստված նրանց կնթունի եւ հետ կբերնի բայց նրանք որ իրենց կամքով զանց են արել հավատքի կյանքը նրանց համար հույս չկա and while we're not going to execute people as they do in some parts of the world for being as apostates to their faith մենք չենք ուզում գնդակահարենք նրանք որ իրենց հավատքը զանց են արել there is the possibility for any body who has uh, any searching after god to give up their faith themselves that it has to be acknowledged as a possibility բայց կա այն ճանապարհ որ նրանք որ հավատքի մեջ են եղել տկարանան եւ ուրանան իրենց հավատքը սա լինում է պատահում է այսպես մի բան and i looked when i was preparing for the message i looked in one commentary which said that uh, apostasy can't be forgiven but he then i i was a little shocked at that but then i looked a bit further on what he was saying and, and he was saying it's up to god then once you've turned from him but you cannot guarantee that you would go back that was this man's position ուրեմն եթե զանց է կարել ձեր հավատքի կյանքը ուրացելեք այդ ժամանակ աստուծ կախում ունի նաքը որոշի ընդունելու ձեզ կամ ոչ some of you may have heard him his name is matthew henry այս կատարվեց մաթյու հենրի անունով միանձնավորության հետ now supporting scriptures for the first position particularly used at the end of Romans 8 where it says nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Հոմեացիները 8-րդ համարի մեջ ասում են ոչ ինչ չի կարող մեզ անջատել Հիսուսի սերից։ But it doesn't say in the list of all that it says uh, in Romans 8 that won't separate you it doesn't mention anything about a person's free will. բայց ըստեղ նա չի նշվում մարդուս կամքի համար անձնական կամքը որ կարող են գործադրել and that for me is one of the most amazing things about god that he gives us free will եւ սա միշտ ինձ համար շատ զարմանալի է եղել որ ինչպես կյանքը աստված մեզ տվել է մեր հոժար կամքը one preacher who i still enjoy hearing about though i don't read his books anymore now but i still enjoy to hear about his work he's called reinhard bonke and he works in africa bringing hundreds of thousands every year to faith in christ george sas sirume kartaliev usumnasay reinhard bonke anunov mi karozich vor afrikai meche karozum yev nra karozner mijotsov hazaravor martik havatki engalis and when i heard him speak about this particular verse i liked what he said When commenting on the verses he said he's he's going to make sure that he doesn't get anywhere near losing his salvation. He made sure he said I'm going to make sure that I don't deny Christ. վստահ լինեմ որ այնպես մի բան չանեմ ճուրանամ հիսուս քրիստոսին որ ձերքից չտամ իմ փրկությունս and so that was the first point to do with the fact of losing your salvation 
But even this is not at the heart of what I want to draw out today. And that comes again in the passage here, and I'll read it for you. It's, uh, <clears throat> in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths on God's word all over again. And if you look at the list of things that he mentions that are fundamental teaching, I'll just mention them again. Repentance. Faith in God. Baptisms. Laying on of hands. The resurrection of the dead. And eternal judgment. Now, I think if we looked at that list, we'd probably say, what else is there really to preach about? And uh, I have to say, what, what this passage is really saying is that this must be done anyway. And because of liberal theology and Christians who are trying to excuse their position, a lot of people think that uh, it, it, these things are not essential. For example, the resurrection of the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are three types of baptism mentioned in the scriptures. One is when you die to self and sin and you're born again. In Christ. The next one is public baptism that we should all go through to make a public declaration of our faith in Christ as a believer, and that is done here in this church by total immersion, which is the way it's normally done. And then there is baptism in the spirit, and not only baptism in the spirit, baptism in the spirit and fire. And such things we need to teach to new believers. But uh, what is what's Paul really getting at here? If you look at the beginning of chapter 6, uh, <coughs> There is the word uh, perfection, or in, in this version it was maturity. That comes from a Greek word telos. 
And I'll just give you the meat, some of them. I tell you, there are about nearly two, well, two side, two pages of meanings for this word telos. So I'll read a few, and I think you'll get the general picture. It is an end attained. A consummation. A a closing act. A full performance. A perfect, a perfect discharge. Sorry, um, Brought to completion. Fully realized. Perfect in some point of character. Fully accomplished in Christian enlightenment. Perfect, ripe. This word telos, as you can see, is to do with completion, maturity, arriving at a place where we should be. And it was a form of that word that Jesus gave on the cross when he said tetelestai. If you look in the Greek, it's in chapter 9, verse 30 of John. And that word comes from telos. And although it's translated in the English Bible, it is finished, Actually, it means the start of something. The word tetelestai was used by fishermen around the Mediterranean when they'd finished repairing their nets and they were ready to go fishing. And it's also used by farmers when they prepared a crop. And it was ready for harvesting, reaping. The word perfect is used in the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 48. 48. It says, be perfect, therefore, this is Jesus talking, halfway through the Sermon on the Mount. He says, therefore, as your heavenly father, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Now, in each case, this particular perfection refers to wholeness, becoming everything that God wants you to be. For men, it is not sinless perfection. Uh, 
And in case the women are thinking it's a, a male thing, I meant men, men and women. Uh, and uh, we, it, only Jesus is the only person who's never sinned. But in Jesus, we have the ability and the target of becoming perfect. Sometimes we look at what we're going to be and it seems totally impossible. And usually as we get older, we realize more and more how much we can easily sin. But this is more than just being free from sin. This is complete wholeness in Christ. We shouldn't be discouraged and say it's too hard to achieve. The Holy Spirit not only sanctifies us, he makes us complete. And for each person, this is a unique condition to be in. And please follow this, and it will encourage you, because otherwise this passage can be very discouraging. For example, for a child to be perfect in this sense, they would be different in their perfection compared to an adult. You can be complete as a child, an old person, a young person, whatever. A male or female, anybody who comes to Christ can be totally complete. They may not achieve as much as others, but it's nothing to do with achievement. I'm going to finish, you'll be glad to hear, uh, with a quotation from a Dutch lady who was a missionary called Corrie Tembu. And I hope this will help you and encourage you in going on to what God wants to perfect in your life. All we have to do is give our lives to Christ and follow him and obey him and his work will be complete. This lady, this lady Corrie Temboon told a story about her father reassuring her when she was worried about an issue which was going to affect her later on in life. Uh, 
They were actually in a railway station getting off a train when she asked this question. Daddy, how am I going to manage with that problem when, when I come to it? His father put the suitcases down. Cory wasn't carrying any suitcases. And he said to Cory, pick those cases up and carry them, please. And Cory tried. But they were too heavy. Mr. Tenboom then said that this is the same concerning difficulties later on in life. And just as when you're old, you'll be able to carry these bags. And Corrie Tenboom was a lady who went all around the world with just one bag and very, very little money. But she carried that bag wherever she went. And so her father said, when you're older, just as you can, will be able to carry these bags physically, you'll also be able to carry the burdens of later life when you come to it. Let's pray. I want to pray first for those that maybe have not even come to the point of faith in God or the laying on of hands or baptism or anything like that. Lord, I pray for people who are in that state who have not yet applied that elementary teaching or maybe mm. not even been told about you, mm. Jesus. And I just pray now that Amen. they will know that in you there is eternal life. And I pray that as a church we may be faithful in teaching those elemental truths. And for any of us, people who are non-Christian or Christians, and we failed and we're not in that state where we know where the Holy Spirit is still working on us, Father, yeah. I want to pray that you'll bring us to repentance. Thank you that even a murderer and adulterer like David and help us, O Lord, to come to that place you want us to be, to be complete in you. Amen. Amen.